Hello and welcome to the Spoil Sesh with Sage, episode 91. It is your host with you, Sage This Monday morning, I am back from Cebu. A girl is tired. <laughs> if you cannot hear in my voice, I am unwell and I'm just resting and recovering. And in the meantime, instead of doing a Cebu recap, I thought I would leave you with this episode that I recorded with Amanda, who I've actually known since Polly and now she's popping off on TikTok. And we talk a lot about her TikTok journey and toxic relationships with men and how she She's been dealing with that. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode and learn something from it. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the Spill Sesh with Sage. Thank you for being here. Hi. I was saying that we go way back, actually. We've known each other for quite a long time. We've been in the same class before. Do you remember which class that was? Yes. We, in Poly, right? We did, we took two classes, in fact. One was IS, like the world issues thing. And we did and another one on that, implementation skills or something like that. Yes. Yeah. That was, oh my God, you actually remember? I was I remember the second yeah. one. The world issues were like, wow, you actually remember the first? I remember. I was like, okay, Sejal, um, you're one and you're three. <laughs> yeah. So we've like actually known each other for quite a long time. And then um, I had no idea you were coming to Wikimwe. So, or did we talk about it before? I don't remember. But I remember um. When I saw you at FOP, I was like, oh my god, you're here too. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so after Polly, I took a gap year and a you half, did. which is why I didn't enter Wikimwe the same time as you. And right. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't really sure whether I wanted to go to uni because I was already working at the job that I wanted to work at. Um, and I guess I just figured out that I wanted a four-year sabbatical. Like, I was like, oh, if I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, I think I might as well get the uni experience. Yeah. And then, yeah, we, we saw each other at the freshman camp. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, now we, I mean, we still follow each other and everything on Instagram. And then obviously you've been killing it <sighs> on TikTok. And there's one specific TikTok I saw, which is why I wanted to bring you on. But then, I mean, even other than that, like you're just so funny on TikTok. So if you don't know who she is, I don't know what you're doing on TikTok. You need to follow <laughs> and you need to watch all her videos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I want to know, when did everything blow up for you? Um, okay, so I started posting semi-seriously on TikTok about actually April last year. Um, and I mean, there was no strategy, right? I was just like yeah, posting whatever I felt like. A lot of stuff that I posted were like food vlogs or like date vlogs and just like random trends that I would jump on. Uh, but it was not really until like I would say June that I had one TikTok that really blew up. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether you've seen that one, but it's pinned to my page. Um, it got like 8 million views. Like it really, yeah, it like really reached international audience. And Holy that was shit. when I was like, ooh, this feels kind of good. <laughs> like, it's a drug. <laughs> but it, yeah, like that was when I was like, okay, maybe I should consider like actually putting out content and not just, you know, on a whim. Um, but it took me quite a while to kind of figure out my footing on like what I wanted to post. So like I said previously, a lot of the stuff I posted were just like one hit wonders, like, oh, this is a really funny trend. Then I hope that it will blow up, but there was no real kind of strategy to it. And it's only, I think about two months ago when I started really doing like POV TikToks, um, and more like skit stuff that I've been seeing a more like consistent growth. And, and I feel like I finally found like what I kind of want to do on the app. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been doing now. A lot of POV TikToks, um, 
mainly all very satirical, poking fun at people that from my life, exes, friends, that kind of thing. <laughs> I know. I honestly am such a fan of your TikToks. Like genuinely, they make me laugh. My favorite one, I think, is that rich girl one that you have. Uh-huh. Like there was one, I think you did um like the rich girl goes for lunch or something. She's like, so it's not like bougie enough. And I'm like, oh my God, this bitch. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And I completely um, relate to you on what you're saying about like how TikTok, it's, oh, you almost are like either a one hit wonder or you have a niche. And yeah. to find that niche, it's really hard. Like even for me, like I think in the beginning, I did a lot of um, <laughs> cringy dances. <laughs> no, I, I've seen the dances. They're not cringe, but oh, that's nonetheless. <laughs> You're too kind, but they were um, back in like 2020. And then from there, I don't know, like the ones that kind of go like get more views are always like the dating ones that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, like something to do with like, oh, um, dating apps or like guys or something like that then do better or like make up like transformation video stuff. I'm like so interesting, honestly, what people want to see from you. But I, I just find TikTok very fun. Like it's very stress-free. You don't have to put so much time into it as much as like Instagram videos yeah, if you do that. Sure. Because you can sure. edit it. But how long does it take to edit your videos? Because you have like, you're now including like voiceovers from like other voices <laughs> and shit. Because I was like, thinking from the editing way, I was like, it's just me. It's like, um, yeah. yeah so. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, not too long, actually. Uh, I use CapCut. CapCut's a great, great app. Uh, not it's on the phone, sponsored. right? Yeah, on, <laughs> on the phone. Okay, okay. Um, for like a 45 second video, I would say maybe half an hour to 45 minutes mm. around the same time. Um, not too long actually yeah but what you said about the rich friend character that that was kind of like my first foray into POV TikToks and skits like now I'm doing a little bit more like generic stuff and I guess we can talk about that in a little bit but yeah um, yeah but the POV your rich friend goes cafe hopping or like yeah, your yeah, rich yeah, friend goes to a hawker center <laughs> like <laughs> Honestly, it just started off because I had no idea like what to do. Because POV, even though it's kind of, I would say like my niche now, it is still such a broad category. Like you could do so many things with you it. You could do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I will give you credit for is that you have, I think you found like your character. So like you have like certain characters that are repetitive and that they do well. So like I, the one I really love is your class bar slut. That's fucking <laughs> funny, bro. I was like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> That's me too. <laughs> so we- I'm like self aware. I'm like, oh, bitch, what are you doing? I'm always like, hi, prof, morning. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god, I love your music taste. No, um, I think, I think for me, right, like my approach to doing POV TikToks is really only two things. One, I make fun of the friends that I have around me, or like the ex friends that I have. Or I'm just making fun of myself. Exactly. <laughs> but I do will say with comedy, like it's a little scarier because like. I mean, okay, I don't do comedy per se, but like some of the TikToks I do, like I tend to like maybe not, not skits with my own voice or anything, but like follow on trends and like have some sort of like comedy element to it. It's scary because I'm, my biggest fear is like, what if no one thinks you're funny? <laughs> like, do you ever have that? For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's why it took me quite a few months to kind of like settle down on what I want to do, right? Because previously, like I said, I was doing all like the vloggy, like, oh, I went to cafe today. You're not, like, I wasn't really putting myself forward, right? Like anyone could do that. And I think that's why the videos weren't doing as well. Um, And it definitely, like, yeah, it was really, really scary. And it it still is because I don't know if like I'm putting out 
like if I put out a content piece, right, like how it would be received, like I would think it's really, really funny. But you know, in the comment section, like people will get offended over everything. Or Girl, anything. I've seen your comment section. <laughs> um, but at the same time, there are a lot of, I would say like more regular supportive people. Like I think the negative comments tend to stand out because like, you know, they, they, they're just negative and also... Yeah people tend to start debates on that comment thread. So that comment gets pushed up. But like, usually if I scroll through my comment section and I like look through, most of it are positive or like they're tagging their friends, like, oh my God, this is you. <laughs> and I really, really enjoy looking at that. Um, but it's definitely scary um, to put myself out there. But I just figured out like, whatever, you know, I'm just just having fun. It's not that serious. And, and I mean, the content that I put out isn't me exactly like it's either a heightened version of me or me poking fun at someone else so right. even if I get comments that are like oh my god I can't believe that you think like that like oh my god like I usually just play with them you know I usually don't don't be like too serious with my replies right be like oh yeah yeah I do what do you mean like what do you what do you mean you don't think like that like what like troll uh, them back yeah I like, love it. Back. you need to have a lot of confidence to like first of all put yourself out there because even Oh my god, did you hear my dog? Yeah. <laughs> every episode I film, every episode, always she'll bark. But anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, like, you know, with any any sort of like influencer, content creator, I think the biggest thing for me is like, I'm so, I'm still like doing so many years, but I'm still like, oh my god, what is someone, what is this certain person gonna think when I post this story? And I'm like mm-hmm. scrolling. I'm like, oh shit, did this person see it? Or like, what do they think now? You know, like it's yeah. it's very, very stupid. But at the same time, it's so relatable. And I want to know like how you, like especially in the past few months, you know, how when everything is blown up, are you more aware that people know who you are? People are like looking at the content you post. Are you worried about what they're thinking of you? Anything like that? Um, I think when... I mean, the, the first goal is to get reach, right? For me, like, to get... I, I put an effort into filming this thing, editing this TikTok. So if it gets the views, like, I feel like that's a big goal achieved. Mm. Um, but whenever I receive comments that are, like, kind of negative or, like, they don't get it or, or if they say, like, no one behaves like that, you know, you're just, like, making shit up. I, I usually... I mean, honestly, I do get affected. Mm. more so in, at the beginning than now but I think a brilliant way that I've kind of like cycled myself to not be affected about it is that there are like for every one like hate comment there are like four to five other like nice people supporting me and that actually drives up engagement like crazy yeah um, and what I do which is what I said before about like trolling them back, right? Like I actually think about my replies and I think about like what response can I give that will get me more likes even like more, more yeah. comments. I mean, like honestly, like that's that's social media. Right? That's why I'm on the app. Um, exactly, as you should. <laughs> there's no shame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's I think the I, I try to think about the practical benefits of having these comments. Like, and and honestly, I think TikTok actually is kind of like they actually filter out like vulgarities mm, I, you can I do believe that, yeah. so yeah and I honestly I don't even filter I think they automatically does it because some of my oh. friends yeah it's really weird because some of my friends would comment like fake hate comments like I mean to troll me see. yeah okay, but I okay. know that they're my friends 
Um, but their comments just don't show up. Like if they if they like mention the f word or, or anything like oh, that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm having like I'm, I'm receiving more hate comments than I already do receive. Um, but yeah, but that's how I kind of deal with it. I just I just go like you know what, anyone on TikTok, if, even if you're posting like slime videos or like nail videos or a unboxing video, there will be someone up your grill saying yeah. some shit. Right. Um, and I go like, whatever, you know, like this is the game, this is part of the game. If I want to be on the app, that's what I'll do. Um, honestly, so far, I haven't had anything too serious um, or like too negative. Yeah. The most negative one, I would say um, that I was like a bit, I wouldn't say offended, but like taken aback was on the rich friend video. The rich mm. friend goes to a hawker center. Um, and obviously it's the same rich character, like being really breathy and snobby and kind of going like, oh, local is not good. Like it's kind of ew. Someone commented, um, oh, your mother didn't teach you well. And for me, usually these comments are left by strangers. Like they're left by anonymous accounts, right? Like yeah. they're following 5,000 people and they have like zero followers. Like zero, no. yeah. Yeah, so usually when I receive uh, comments from people like that, I brush it off because it's like, whatever, right? But this was a real person. Like, it was a real person with a full name, her face, um, and and she was like an older lady. And I just like, I just got really heated in the moment because it's like, you can come for me, but you know, why you? You not come for my mother. Yeah, what's that about? Right, what's it about? Like you don't you don't talk about other people's moms. And mm-hmm. the thing is, she wasn't a child. Like she she honestly looked above 30, 35, I would say. And so I just Googled her. I just Googled her name and I just went <laughs> to images. I'm like, okay, this is when the rare occasion when I was like feeling a bit petty and I was just like, yeah. I don't know who you are. Bitch, I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I mean, usually I would do it too, but they are usually anonymous. <laughs> so like this one wasn't, and I found I found her. Like the same DP that she had was on Google images. So I just clicked onto the onto the DP, onto the image, and she has a SoundCloud. And she was like, my name is this. And it was the same name, so I knew it was the same person. And she was like, I, not verbatim, but she was like, I am a feminist. I believe in, like, upholding other women. And that was what really got me. It was like, if you want to be a troll and a hater, whatever, don't do that on my comment section. And then on your own platform be like I support women like I uphold and respect shut up like like when I it's got always my, those it's yeah. always those women if you realize it's so hypocritical right it's like yeah so I feel like I would have let it go honestly because I do usually either just troll them or ignore them but this one I had to reply so I replied I mean honestly I don't think my re- response was rude I just said do you not know what a POV is because like <laughs> It's POV, right? Like, yeah. I'm obviously, this is not me. If I was someone who would laugh at, like, people who eat at hawker centers, why would I be exposing myself? Like, just, exactly. like, why? Like, it's, like, you don't even need to, it's, I don't know. Um, And then what happened after that was, like, I thought that she would just either, like, delete her comment or just ignore me, like most people do. She just responded, like, just kept going, kept going, kept going. Mm. And I brought up her soundtrack. I was like, wow, for someone who says that you uphold women, parentheses, yeah, I found your soundcloud. Um, <laughs> you know, this is really hypocritical. And obviously, like, my comments had a lot more, like, likes, which means more support from people than hers. But there were a lot of people who liked her comment as well, which was what I didn't understand, mm. right? Because I was like, wait, 
do people not know what POVs are? Because then now I'm like, wait, I'm looking at all my co- my previous content, and I'm just like, do people like you think that this is me? <laughs> um, and it was really bad. Like she got into fights with other users. That common thread had like 200 over replies. Just her and like one other user going back and forth. No way. Yeah, I, and honestly, it was driving the engagement crazy. So after a while, she wasn't even talking to me. I was just reading her like, argument what's... with someone else. And recently, I just checked back on that video and it's gone. Mm. And I didn't take any screen- screenshots. So I could be making this up, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I believe you. I believe you. (laughs) Trust me. I get the weirdest freaking comments on TikTok as well. But like mine are mostly from like weird dudes who are like, V nice, hachip, hachip, hachip. Or (laughs) V pretty, you pretty. I'm like, stop it. (laughs) Block (laughs) Yeah, I know for sure. Oh my god, dude. I swear, TikTok, you either love it or you hate it. But you know what? You got the engagement. So (laughs) really, it's her loss. And in yeah. the end, she deleted it. So And she deleted it. And I think what's really fun about dealing with trolls like that is I'm usually not alone. So there will be other people like, guys, chill, it's just a POV. Like, you know, people who would... I wouldn't even say like they are my fans. Like, I don't think so. I think they don't even follow me. They just... They're just normal people who They're see like, a hater like, like, picking relax. on me and they will come in. Yeah. And that's really kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not. Like, I, yeah. I'm normal. <laughs> You're the yeah. hater hiding behind... An anonymous yeah. But this girl wasn't... And that's, that's this the thing that boggles my mind too. And she's a woman. She's a grown woman talking about upholding other women in SoundCloud. And that was what got me. And I was just like, okay, I have to reply. And All right. Then, so we've talked about the comedy. We've talked about the journey on TikTok that you've had. So there's one specific TikTok that I came across. And I was genuinely stunned like I immediately sent it to you I was like what on earth and I'm sure other people who have been through similar situations had the same reaction so just to like summarize that TikTok basically the gist of it was that your ex came up to you at a party and kept asking what you had been up to since the breakup what you had done that day and what your plans were for the week yeah and it turns out that he was stalking you on Google Calendar the whole time because he had access now that People might hear this and be like, okay, and... But they don't understand that this is harassment from an ex. Yeah. It is. It is It is invasion of privacy and it is toxic. It is horrible. And I cannot imagine the shock you must have had when you found out. So, like, I want to hear from your perspective the entire story. What happened and how did you react when you found out? Okay. So, I guess we are getting into the good stuff. <laughs> okay. So... This happened a couple years ago. Honestly, around the, this month, April as well. A couple years ago in April. Um, at this point in my life, I had ended a relationship with my ex. I was still like trying to heal um, from the relationship. But we were all, we were, we were both part of the same friend group. So it was really hard to kind of navigate the life after a breakup and like, uh, you know, healing and everything while we still had obligations like birthday parties, right, to to go to. Um, and what happened was at this time, I was really like throwing myself into gymming, volunteer work. I was just doing whatever I can. So my social calendar was like filled. And I am someone who uses Google Calendar like my diary. So I don't just put down 
my events and my dates and my meetings I actually like in the comments I would like do a little summary of like how I felt like or like if I would go on a a date I'd be like oh this is like the summary it's really for me to like look back because time just like really gets I just find so fast right so that's how important Google Calendar is to me so it's not just a calendar app it's like kind of my diary of sorts oh no that like, makes it even worse yeah like when I get my period like what sets I did at the gym everything is on my Google Calendar um and so at this party my ex kept coming up to me and he kept trying to talk to me which I felt was a little bit strange because we ended things at that time honestly on good terms it gets way worse um months after the breakup but at that time we were kind of on good terms but we agreed that we were like give each other space but he kept like coming up to me and trying to talk to me he wasn't being rude but he genuinely seemed like really interested to find out like what I've been up to and everything like that uh to the point that I think my other friends were there noticed it and thought it was really really strange um, and I was like visibly getting a bit uncomfortable just based on like how like close he was sitting to me and how much he just wanted to know. So I was like, okay, um, so this was at night. And I was like, in the morning I did this and, and then after I did that. And she was like, oh no. So like in between that, like what did you do? And I was just like, such specific questions. I was like, that's so weird. But then I was like, oh, I just hung out. I was being very vague. Um, and then the party kind of went on. I didn't think too much about it, but I did notice that he was, you know, showing some interest in talking to in talking to me. And I was wondering what that meant, even on the train ride back, because uh, a bunch of us were heading back into the city. Um, he intentionally sat next to me. He asked my friend to move. So all of this was giving me a lot of signals that he, I don't know, was interested in getting back to me or whatever, right? So I was really very confused weirded out by how much he was trying to talk to me, but also happy that he was trying to talk to me again. It was very, very confusing. I completely get that. Gosh, it's like... I know. Up and down, you know, up and down. Emotions is like... uh. And at the end of the night, I I was honestly feeling kind of lost. And I called up a friend, a close friend at the time, uh, who was also friends with him, Uh, because we were all on good terms and I told her about the situation I told her about like how he was asking a lot about me and everything and she just went like silent and I was just so confused I was like what's everything um and she said are you thinking of getting back together with him and I was like I don't know honestly like honestly I don't know I've been healing but I am still on that in that process of trying to heal and he's showing some interest and I think all of that reached like a climax in her mind where she was like okay I have to tell you and she told me that she wanted to talk to me. She wanted to have a little HDHD at the party, but I couldn't, but she couldn't because my ex just kept coming up to me to talk to me. She found out a couple of days before that, that he had access to my Google calendar the entire time. So when I heard that, like two things went through my mind. First, what the fuck? Secondly, why did you wait? Why did you wait That's to tell me? That's my bigger question. Like, why did you wait to tell me, right? Like, that, that, I was super shocked. But at that time, I was on the phone with her after the party. It was, like, midnight. And I just, like, my heart just sank. Like, when I heard, like, he has Google Calendar. Like, it was such a, it's such a bizarre thing to hear. He has Google Cal- access to your Google Calendar. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And so, from what she told me, a couple days ago, he kept asking her about me. Um, like specific questions like oh I saw that Amanda's going to this event and she was like oh yeah she is and she and then she'll be like wait 
how did you how do you know that because she she didn't you know I didn't post it on my IG stories or anything like that how do you know and he would just kind of like leave it at that like ooh a little like he's hinting that he knew or he had access and then he wouldn't say anything and then he well, like, that's quite I, strange on his part also right to like <laughs> like hide so, it better it's so weird he's outing himself essentially yeah. Um, and then, like after a while, he w- he would do the same thing. He he would he would like, oh man, let's doing this thing. And then my friend confronted him, like, what the fuck's going on? Like, are you in contact with him uh, with Amanda? Like, what what's going on? And he was like, oh, I have I actually have access to her group. He outed himself. He said I had access to a medical contact. It was not like my friend did some detective work and found out. He confessed. Oh my god. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. So all that, so what I understand from this entire thing is that, you know, when they say um, like the criminal always returns to the scene of the crime, I feel like it's something like that, where he did something wrong. He knows it's bad, but he's kind of proud of it. And he wants, like he needs to tell someone. I, I feel that's my understanding of the situation because other than that, I have no other explanation as to why he would out himself, right? Because like, almost like he wants the attention that he's just like you know like what you said but like he's not a criminal but like he's <laughs> fucked up but like it's like almost they want credit like I was that good yeah you know yeah yeah exactly that's that that's messed up exactly that and the, the funny thing is when I heard that I was so confused because I don't remember I was like what did he hack into my account like like did you ever happened, share right? it with him so apparently he told he, gosh so he told my friend I have the access to Amanda's uh, Google Calendar because when we were together, we used to share, like, we used to sync our calendars. But this was really long ago. This was maybe in the first year of our relationship. We did it once. It wasn't an ongoing thing. I didn't, I think I switched devices. I didn't even save the Google Calendar to my device. So the entire time, not just after the breakup, but during our relationship, he had, like, he was keeping, like, tabs on me. Yeah, and then he was, like, proudly confessing this to my friend it was it was not like i feel really bad it was there was no remorse it was i did this thing and i want you to know and so my friend said that she had i mean this is another thing right like i wish she would have just called me immediately just so i don't like just so i didn't need to have that conversation with him at the party where i was stupidly actually replying his questions thinking that he was genuinely being curious um her point of view is that she wanted to do this in person and we were meeting up a couple of days after, which was at the party, but she couldn't. That's another thing with that friend. Um, but that's basically what happened, how I found out and how I feel about this. I felt so betrayed. Like, yeah. again, it's my diary. I've been on like a couple of dates, like with, I, I name and name the guys that I'm hanging out with. Um, it's It's just crazy it's crazy how he had so much power and like knowledge over what I was doing and the entire time I I mean I wanted I wanted to know what he was up to as well right? I think it's very normal after a breakup you feel distant from your partner or your ex-partner and you want to know but to go to the extent of like stalking me and then taunting me with the knowledge that he knew like that's super fucked up like that is next level fucked up, dude. Yeah. Um, so after I found out, obviously, I was like, okay, there's no way, there's no way I'm getting back together with him. 
But that was when I stopped going to any other party that had him. I, I, I just told my friends that I can't. I'll meet you guys one-on-one. I can't do the whole group setting with him. It's, it actually like makes me sick. Um, and I don't know whether he knows that I know because, I mean, I didn't confront him about it or anything because to me, there was just no point. Um, and obviously, I switched my access and everything. But it was just, you think you know someone, right? And, and even though we broke, we broke up and it wasn't like, oh, he was a, a shit guy that's why we broke up. We both had issues. It was not a good relationship. For so long, I saw myself as the person who had so much growing to do. And he was the person who was like, oh, he was always the bigger person in my eyes at that time. So to see him in this light, to see that he was always capable of doing something like this, not just the stalking, but the taunting, it just re- completely like reframed how I saw the relationship. And I was just like, wait, I feel like for so long I was putting my, putting him on a pedestal. Um, and this was like, good. Like this was what I needed to go like, well, fuck you, I'm moving on. But it was a journey after that. Like it wasn't a switch where I was, even after that, you know, I, there was still doubts. I was like, oh, I know, like, should I, I, I know that it's bad, but like maybe he was doing it because like he really like missed me. Like there were these thoughts. I would yeah. shut them down, but there was those thoughts. And that's, that's the really annoying part about a breakup. You doubt 100%. yourself. I think first of all, you're very brave for even admitting that you had those thoughts even post mm-hmm. realizing because I have also been in a very toxic a uh, bad relationship and a lot of the times when I tell people about what happened their first question is well why didn't you leave why did you stay like why did you think you know and I'm just like well if I had known something was wrong I would have left but the problem with being in these these relationships is that you don't know that what's happening is wrong and when you realize that it is you make excuses for this person because you've loved this person for so long yeah. right so did, it's not any of your fault for having these thoughts of like, but maybe, you know, he loved me. Like maybe he just did this because he cared about me. It takes a lot to admit that you have had those thoughts and being like going back and forth and was like, you know, you have to snap yourself out of it because at the end of the day, no one can tell you no except yourself. Like everyone yeah. can be like, get out of this. Like, oh my God, the number of people who told me to get out of that relationship, like it was insane. But I was like, no, no, no he's great like you know mm-hmm. and then yeah like same thing I've I've same thing as you like I I also after we broke up I was like should I get back together and all that and you know when I find out when I started finding out more and more things after the relationship I was like even more so I was like oh he only did that because he loved me or whatever you know yeah and like it's so messed up because what happened I feel like with this google calendar it's not just a calendar first of all if someone looked at my calendar I'd be like I've been mortified. Like my whole life is in my calendar, you know? Yeah. Like every same, single yeah. thing, like the smallest things is in my calendar. And not just that, you had your whole like diary in there too. Yeah. And what gets me the most is that he had no remorse. I think that's what I really, oh my God. Yeah. He just like paraded it like, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a little like show off session for him. Um, and it's and it's crazy because he knows how close this girl um, is to me, right? <laughs> Especially so at that time, at least. Like, we were really close. So, she, I mean, I would like to think that she would have told me everything, even after a few days. But, like, 
what I struggle to understand his mentality. Like, so you want me to know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he would, it's like, if he, like, it's I just I playing so many games. Yeah. That it's you can't games. even fathom what just happened. It's like, yeah. you need time to process. <laughs> and I can, I can imagine the fear also that you must have had after that. Like, first of all, was our whole relationship like this and I didn't know like you, it's, it's so bad when so obviously when you're in a toxic relationship you don't know half the things that are happening because yeah. you're very blind in love and a lot of the things maybe your gut is like this is not normal or this is not right but you're not going to tell anyone because otherwise people will tell you right like yeah. oh, what are you doing bitch and then I'm like ah. <laughs> so like I yeah. get it and like to find something out like that and then after you know realizing that your whole relationship he's also had access like what was that processing journey like um the thing is I don't even remember like giving him access Mm. but I don't see how he I'm like he's not a hacker or anything so I I don't I, I probably I did at one point so if that's true uh if what he said is true then I think during the relationship it was definitely like not nice because I didn't know, right? But after the relationship, like that's straight up no no. Like I feel like maybe, maybe I could still understand if it was during the relationship if we had some kind of agreement that I just forgot about. You know what? No, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm no, still making excuses. Okay. Um no, it's not a good feeling. Um, way, way worse after the breakup because I was dealing with. I blocked him, not because I didn't like him. And this was after the breakup, um, right after. Not because I didn't like him or anything like that, or like I was angry at, angry with him. I just couldn't see his face because I knew what how that would make me feel. So it was more for me. I, I don't think I blocked him, I think I muted him because I knew every time I would see his face, I the rushes of emotion would come back. And as someone who knew that this was over, I needed to move on. Mm-hmm. And to think that while I was doing all of this for myself to like heal and move on, he was kind of going the opposite. Like he was like stalking me and trying to find more information about me. And it makes me kind of like really grossed out because it makes me think, then are you, have you been in this area that I was at? Like I'm putting, oh, I'm going so to scary. meet this person on Thursday. That's so scary. You know, and it's very valid to- yeah think that far and I think the way you described it grossed out is the perfect way to it's disgust almost like this person that yeah. you were with for so long can actually be like that I don't yeah. know like and, and it's, it is a very very valid fear like oh my god did he show up to where these places was he like stalking like I hope it didn't go to that extent and I hope he was just some crazy person just looking at your google calendar and like <laughs> thinking he's some like amazing person but I, I, I sincerely hope for your own sanity and safety like it was to that extent. But you know, you really never know. Yeah. You really never know. And you know with the blocking and all that as well. I think another thing in like toxic relationships is how they never let you move on. Yeah. So like when you block and stuff like that, I've had instances where it was a couple of years ago. I remember I blocked this person and he would find other ways to contact me that I didn't even know could use to contact me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even know he had another account and I was like, oh wait, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> like suddenly I'm just, I've like, you know, and it takes a lot of effort to block a person that you love so yeah. much. 
you yeah. block and you're like, oh my God, I did it. Suddenly five minutes later, a notification pops up from another account <laughs> or another account that you didn't even realize that you needed to block him on. I'm like, bro, what? Yeah. <laughs> and like iMessage and Facebook, like, all these things. I'm like, how? I'm trying my best to put out every fire at this point. I'm like, how? <laughs> my email, like that is insane. I've seen people on TikTok and memes of this where people like Pela, like the ex no. of Pela you, like one said just to get a little message in. Like, unblock me, please. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether to laugh or cry. It's I hope we're not sick. giving ideas. That's insane. That's what it's they like, do with like in the US, right? With Venmo. Like yeah. you can see what people who they're like um the people that they're Venmoing, they're like, which bitch is he Venmoing money? Yeah. To? It's like at least make it you know, more than one cent, yeah? Like, more than 10 cents. <laughs> like, if for you're all- gonna waste my time, at least. Exactly. And for all the bullshit you put me through, give me, like, a dollar at least. Like, what is this one cent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, that, that's actually insane. But, you know, it's so it's so common um, with this harassment and things like that. And people don't even realize that this is harassment. Like, okay, on, like, a very big, almost unrealistic scale, you know, like, the Kim, Kanye, Pete situation... Same thing. Like she yeah. was being harassed by her ex-husband because she was moving on yeah. with Pete. And I mean, obviously this is all very like Hollywood and God knows what's real, what's fake. But I think the bottom line is that if you've watched uh, Trevor Noah, he did this one video. He was like, anyone can say whatever they want about Kim Kardashian. He has said a lot of things about Kim Kardashian. But one thing you cannot take away from the situation is the harassment and a woman has to go through just to move on from her yeah. previous man. Yeah, and I was like, "That's so true." Like, freaking Kim Kardashian is getting freaking harassed. What are we gonna do? Freaking Rihanna was cheated on. <laughs> yes, I saw that. I saw that this morning. When I woke up, I was like, "What's happening? What's like, happening? How, There's no how? hope." There's no hope. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you cheat on Rihanna? Beyonce got cheated on. Like, so it's so nasty. I just. I don't understand. I mean, but that aside, like, yeah, like it's all fun and jokes and stuff, but it's a very serious issue. And what? How long, or are you still actually going through it of like the journey of recovering from that? Um, it, if you're asking me like whether I've moved on from him, definitely. No, moving on from the situation of what happened. Because I totally get where you can move on from the person in like two seconds. Like, yeah. But you, that situation that leaves a lot of like question marks in your head and feeling of disgust, I can totally understand if till today, like you're still like recovering from that. Um. Okay, so there's a little part two to the stalking situation. Do tell. So do just tell. now when you were saying, I was like, should I say, should I not say? Okay, but since you brought it up. I'm ready. The Google Calendar was stalking 1.0 where, where I mean, it was virtual stalking in that sense. I don't know whether he showed up at any of the locations that I went to, but after that point, I, you know, got him out of my Google calendar. I locked the access and everything. Um, and at this point, I was really, really moving on. And I thought so did he because I I didn't show up to any of the parties and everything like that. In fact, what I've heard from some of my other friends was that he had, was already seeing someone else at that time. And I obviously that didn't feel good because I was like, oh, he's like winning this breakup or moving on or whatever. But I knew that I was on my journey. Um, and so... Again, the Google calendar happened in April, in June. So a couple months later, when I was honestly for the first time since the breakup, and we broke up in October. So that was a really long time. Um, I was I finally felt okay. Like I finally felt much better. And then I got a message from him. 
um, asking to chat, asking to meet up. Uh, and I'm just like, no, I, I do not want to meet up. If there's anything you need to say, you can text me. If there's anything you need to say, we could call. But unless it's like some dire situation, just text it. I was already giving him an avenue to contact me. And he was like, no, 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 no. We really, really need to meet up. I need to tell you something really important. And I was just like, what's going on? Um, and I was being very firm. Like, I think that that's where I would give kudos to myself because I was being very disciplined in that I know if I meet him, even though I knew all the things that he had done, I was very angry with the Google Calendar situation. I don't know what might happen. You know, like I might have a soft spot for him, like if he's telling me whatever. And he basically said that he wanted to get back together. This is, I mean, the broke up in October. So this was eight, nine months, I think, after the breakup. And he was already seeing someone else uh, from what my friends told me. And so I was like, hell nah. I was like, hey, hey, um, okay, that's not happening. I was like, no, I don't, I don't want that. Uh, it's, it, it didn't work out between two of us. In fact, it was a mutual breakup. It wasn't like I left him, I dumped him, and that's why he's chasing after me. It was a mutual breakup. If, if anything, I would say I was a bit more reluctant to break up than him. Oh. Yeah, and so and even then, he doesn't allow me to move on, right? The oh. moment I started to really feel better, almost like instinctively, he knew to contact me or something like that, and he told me all these things, and I said, no, I will not, I will not meet up. And that entire week after he contacted me, I felt honestly like we had just broken up because I was contacting him again, right? Oh, that so sucks. like the, the progress is not it's never linear. It's like it's I'm never I'm linear. up and down and I think I'm going up. I think I'm going up and then he contacts me and then it goes straight right down. And honestly it's like yes while I texted him, no, I'm never gonna meet you. In my heart I'm just like should I listen to what he was saying? It's like, you know, like even after, and it's kind of painful to admit, it's like, do I have such little respect for myself? And I think the answer is no. Like I, I do respect myself, but yeah. it's hard. It's hard to say no to someone who is so like sweet with their words, who is like, I know I've reflected on our relationship. I've taken some time, you know, for, since the breakup to work on myself. Like, I feel like we can get back together. And I just should have told him no. And I thought that, that was it, right? I thought that, okay, I, if I put, I said, if you, can't, if you contact me further, I will have to block you. This is my final statement on this matter. I do not want to get back together. I wish you best of luck. Now she's like, you go on. That same week, um, I was on the way back home in the afternoon when that same friend, that same girlfriend who told me about the Google calendar called me and she said, my ex told her again with the games and the taunting and the Wait, mind is whatever. this the same friend that same friend i'm really close to her but they still kind of hang out sometimes it was not yeah. a but anyway i was on the way home when that same girlfriend called me and she told me that my ex said that he will be going to my house and he's going to confront me and he's going to talk to me and I was I was so near my house. I was I remember I went to collect some Taobao stuff. I had like a huge bag of like clothes. It was huge. I was so close to my house. And my Shit. friend called me and she was like, he is there. He told me that he will he he is already there. Bro. I want to let you know. And I'm just like, I can't do this. So I hung up. I went over to her place. This was an afternoon. I hung out with her and her boyfriend all the way till like 
10 30 11 p.m because i mean by that time i would assume that he would have left right and to go to my house there are like two main ways and i usually go by one way which is the way i used to go with him um and at night when i was walking alone i was just like maybe i should take the other way you know just in case so i take the other way and i'm walking and in the freaking corner of my eye i see my ex sitting no. there with a bouquet of flowers no. at 11-ish, almost 12 at night. And he had been there since the afternoon. It's just like, what are the odds, right? What are the odds that he, I don't know, like I, I already took the less, the road less walked or less, less taken by me usually. Also the fact that he brought flowers, like he, he brought flowers in his mind that this is romantic. This is yeah. stalking. Yeah. This is borderline harassment. Yeah. And you're scared to go back to your own house. Yes. So the thing is, oh my God. I wouldn't even say it's borderline harassment. It is straight up harassment. It because, is harassment, exactly. Because yeah, yeah. I gave him an avenue to contact me. I said, if you really need to tell me stuff, you can text me. I said I would block him, but I didn't block him. Right. So he mm-hmm. could have told me, but he still went against my requests that I do not want to meet. He had no respect for the fact that this is not what I want. And he in his words, to my that same girlfriend who then told me after that he wanted to meet up with me because he knew that he could say the right things. Like, he knew that. and, and He knew honest, that whatever he said would sway yeah. you. And honestly, he was not wrong. Yeah. I mean, like, he has that ability to do that. So, I couldn't not talk to him. Like, I, there was only one way, one road. I, I had, like, I walked past him and we ended up talking for... I don't know how long, but I was basically telling him, you, you, you can't do this. And, and it just pains me that I have to like educate him that this is inappropriate. Like I have to like That's tell the him. Worst I have to, oh my God. Break it down. Like, okay, I already said this. We've been through this. We can't do this. This is not right. Do not, I said, if you continue, if you show up again, I will have to call the police. I straight up told him that I will call the police if you refuse to leave or if you do this again. Um, and what's really like fucked up about the entire situation was that at that time, what, and this is my version of the story from what I gather from what my friends had told me and my own assumptions, that things probably didn't work out with him and that girl who he was seeing. And I'm the backup plan. And he told me at that time that the entire time since the breakup, he has been working on himself. He has been buying gifts for me. Um, so that when we eventually get back together, eventually get back together, uh, again, as if he controls me, um, mm-hmm. that he could give, give those gifts to me. But the whole time he was seeing someone else. So it's mind games That's, again. It's uh, nonsense, mind games. Um, really, really manipulative. And he was like sobbing. He was, it, was, it, was, it was not fun, right? At this point, it's like 1 a.m. at night. Uh, I, I leave him I told him please like book a cab I don't want you to like you know do anything silly but you know just understand that we're not going to make together go home and live your life right so I go back to my house but I just couldn't shake the feeling that he would appear at my house again because if you do it once what's stopping him from doing it doing again, it again right oh, God. yeah so I would even say at this point it was June even after I entered NTU, even August, September, I was still afraid of walking home. I was even afraid to walk back to hall 
for some weird reason that I think that he would be there because I think he had friends there and he did frequent, uh, frequently come down to NTU as well. I could not walk back. I would like either like grab bags. I was like spending a lot of money on grab. I was, uh, I always had to like call my friend and it wasn't so much of like, oh, I'm afraid that he would hurt me even though that thoughts did come up. It was more like, I can't emotionally go through this again. Like I can't, talk to him and like baby him and because all while I'm doing all this I'm also going through the process of healing right and I can't see him so the there's a really long answer to your question that it took me quite a few months after both stalking situations to really kind of recover and even now honestly like ever since you know how people always say that it was really safe to walk back as, as a woman in Singapore? And I agree to to a large extent, like it is somewhat safe, right? But mm, it's, it's safer, not- Safer, I guess. It's safer, not... it's safer. But the bar is so low. So safer yeah. is not safe. That's so true. <laughs> the, the bar is on the ground. The bar <laughs> is in hell. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so it is safer. Not going to lie. Like I, I'm not afraid that I'll be mugged. But I am afraid of weird men coming up to me. And to think that now one of those weird men is my ex. Right? I just got chills when you say that. When you said that. It's like, nah, man. It's like, ah. Yeah. It's very hard to trust anyone after that again. You know, to like give your heart out to someone and be like, are you going to stalk me if you break up? Like, are you going to be able to handle it like a mature person? Like, you know? Yeah. It's just, I can't imagine the fear you had. Like, seeing him outside your house, your safe space. Mm-hmm. With flowers, which is like supposed to be romantic, and yeah. just to manipulate you into like I love you, I'm here for you, I'm yeah. here at your house at eleven, and that's completely normal. And I'm so glad that you realize that that is not normal and that is not okay. Yeah. And you know what you said about like how like it's it, it was almost like quote unquote irrational that fear. You know, you were like, oh, he's not gonna hurt me, but like I just don't want to see him. I had the same thing as well. Like I was just so scared he would just show up everywhere I went. Um, and I would have that same, like my heart would be beating like every time I'm walking, I would also grab, I would like get my parents to pick me up because I just didn't want to like ever bump into that same person yeah. ever again. Yeah. And uh, it's hard. It really, really is hard. And till today, it's been years until today, like I still suffer the aftermath of it. But at the same time, it's like, I also realized that I'm not defined by that. It's just mm. shaped me. Yeah. It's shaped me. It's molded me, but it doesn't define me anymore. So like moving into like new relationships and stuff, it was hard. Oh my God, in the beginning, yeah. shit was hard. It still is, but like for different reasons. I feel like dating in Singapore just sucks anyway. <laughs> but dating like, anywhere sucks. Yeah, period. And then you add like this layer on top of you. You're just like, well, here we go. Here's the whole story. Like, do you ever... Are you in a new relationship now, by the way? Or are you still, yes, like, dating? Yes, oh, you are? I am. I am. For quite a while now. Ooh, very yeah. nice. How um, how was that, like, transitioning from such a toxic relationship to, I'm assuming, a very healthy one now? Healthy yeah. and happy. Um, it was definitely hard. Uh, very difficult. But I... So I was friends with my current boyfriend before we dated. So like, oh, I love you know, that. Yeah. Um, the moment I knew that I liked him the moment I knew that this is something that I kind of want to pursue I knew that I needed to tell him these things or I wanted to tell him these things because I 
needed him to know that I will that I've been through all the all this these things and like unless you are serious like I don't want to like date like around at that time at this point in time right I was like unless you're serious let's just be friends let's just stay friends right like it was almost like can you handle this not like you should solve my issues for me but this is stuff that I'm working through um and if you if you feel like this is not something you can handle and this is so my boy I'm his I'm his first girlfriend. So that was also Aww. another, yeah, that was also another like consideration. I think I was being very accommodating. I was just like, I like you, but if this is not something that you can handle, just tell me straight up because That's it is something mature. that I'm going going through. Yeah. Um, and it was easy. It was easy to talk to my current boyfriend about these things at that time. Um, he was very accommodating. He doesn't understand and he doesn't claim to understand, but he's is always there and being supportive. I and love that. And yeah. I love that he doesn't claim to understand. I think that's a very, very yeah. important thing as well. Be like, I have no idea what it must have been like, but I'm here yeah. for you, period. Like, you know, I'm not going to yeah. try and solve. And I think that's a very big thing also, like going back into dating after coming up from a toxic relationship. It's like, first of all, do you tell that other person that this is what you've been through? Whatever scale of whatever you've been through, do you say it? And then if you say yeah. it, that brands you almost like, oh shit, this girl been yeah. through some shit. And then it's like, you need that. And then, but at the same time, like if you're serious about someone, you do because they should know that. Um, I don't know. I feel like people have differing opinions on this, like whether yeah. you just move on completely. And I think to each their own, and yeah. both ways are completely fine if it works for you. But for me, I think in my experience, I do think that telling about your past when you're ready, yeah, and when you trust the person, it definitely does help. It could completely backfire as well as it has for me um, because I think they realize as much as they want to they just can't handle it and you know what I don't blame them I'm like it's okay you tried and I'm like thanks <laughs> good good run <laughs> but like then you know you know you'd rather not have something blow up like later in the future so like I, I think I'm on the same page as you it's like I would definitely tell and it's scary yeah and it's very scary to tell definitely because not because imagine if he said no like I can't handle this right then now, what do you do? You're still my friend, but you know all these things about me that I don't even tell any of my other girlfriends. That is my biggest thing. It's like you you have now had this part of me that I've given you and you can't handle it. So now you just have this, like you're just running around town with this with part this of me. Now. Like it's so with the knowledge and knowledge is power. Yeah. And I always, always get so scared about like people I've told. I'm like, oh shit, like. Like you have this leverage over me. So I completely get that. It's scary, but I think it's a risk to take. Yeah. Uh, a risk has not really worked very well in my favor, <laughs> but hey, it's working yours. <laughs> um, so I mean, listen, like it's hope that like someone one day will like understand. And it just breaks my heart because both men and women have to go through this like really, really shitty experiences. But I do believe that like one day everyone will meet their person. And like you met yours and that's that's amazing, you know, that he managed to like be there for you and understand. I guess like to kind of like wrap up, where are you now in your recovery process, relationship-wise, healing from everything? Where are you? How are you doing? Um, I'm definitely, compared to my previous relationship, me as a person, not even like as a girlfriend or as a partner, but as a person, I think I've definitely grown a lot. I mean, that just with age, but also I put in a lot of work to, you know, improving things about myself that I don't like, being more patient, all that. But it definitely is so much easier when the other person isn't going against you. 
when the other person is actually there to like you know support you and lift you up um so i honestly like when i think about my ex now i'm not angry like i don't feel that kind of rage that i felt when the thing first happened when i found out about all those stalking and everything um but i definitely like would not want to be friends because i don't want to be friends with someone like that like if you, yeah <laughs> um but in terms of like trusting people i definitely feel like i wouldn't say i have trust issues but i am more discerning in who i trust uh and i, I think like that's that. good and i think that's yeah. good right um yeah yeah, so I'm I am good. I am I'm living life. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> I love I live live laugh love for your POVs. <laughs> no, but I, I love I love what you said about how you're just more discerning about who you trust. And I think that's what the route that I've taken as well. Like over these past few years, I've also grown in like, you know, from whatever it happened. And I'm just like, okay, so suddenly almost you feel like you need to tell everyone. And then after a while you realize not everyone has to know. And the people who do, you should they should cherish you. Actually, I was gonna say you cherish them, but actually no, you they should cherish you and um for even sharing that piece of you with them. Yeah. So same here. I, I feel like now I'm a lot more discerning. Like even with the podcast and stuff, like I think like now, like I guess like I've touched briefly, but even like going into detail, like I'm so scared because same thing, girl, like my ex has people listen to my podcast and stuff. <laughs> That's fucking mad. Like, yeah. And this is like years ago and like probably he'll hear this and like send okay. me a transcript hey. and shit. Hey. Right. Um, remember, yeah. pay la, pay now, $1 and up. Yeah? $1 and 10 cents, please. <laughs> no, okay, no, yeah, like, don't. It's fucking scary to talk yeah. about shit like this, but seeing you talk about it and a lot of other friends I have, people who talk online, I just like, it's very inspiring. And I think... That's why I always love to have people talk about their stuff like this on my podcast. Almost of like, I can have them be the voice, you know, for like something that a lot of people go through. So, yeah, I just want to admire you a lot. That fucked up shit happened, but you've come up so strong. Um, yeah, I mean, trauma sucks, but trauma sucks. Agree. But you do what you gotta do, you know, you you gotta move on someday. Exactly. I can't wait to keep seeing you kill it on TikTok and hopefully we'll see each other soon. I know now it's like crazy. I'm like traveling all the time and like you're interning. So maybe when I'm back, let's definitely go catch up and like have some fun. Before you start FYP, I think that's a good time. Sorry, before you get like really busy with FYP and before Uh, I get busy with work. Okay. One thing at a time, baby girl. One thing at a time. (laughs) Where can people find you? Plug yourself. Um, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so I'm on TikTok. Um, it's H-I-B-Y-E dot L-O-V-E-Z. So it's hi by primary. Loves. It's my primary school, like, secondary I school love IG it. handle. So it's hi by loves with a full stop in between by and loves. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I love it. You'll find like that since Polly. Yeah. No, since secondary school, I was like, I'm confused. And I don't I ever say it that. out, you know. I always spell it out. Like, when people <laughs> ask me, I always just... Pass me your phone. I'll, I'm gonna type it out, and they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm not. Go, I'm not about to say." <laughs> yeah, hi, bye. Like who? I love that. Anyway, I'll tag you and everything. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much, Amanda, for coming on and no being worries. brave enough and vulnerable enough, vulnerable enough to share your story. And I'm sure a lot of people will resonate, and a lot of people will learn a lot from everything that you've said. So thank you so much. It was so nice Thank talking you to you. Me. Thanks. Bye. Bye.